Hey guys, and welcome to episode 12 of True Crime Girl Time. I'm Ansley. And I'm Brittany. And we have a special episode. Not really. I don't know what to say because I'm so <laughs> it's tired. Not, it's not special. It's just different. Very different. Um, you're finishing your, is it your like exams? Yes. I have my last final tomorrow. And then y'all are going to see your girl getting wild. Like, oh my god, on every the podcast. Day. <laughs> every day. No, if they follow me on Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah, like I this year has been so difficult. I am a hundred percent ready to take my last final tomorrow. And then I'm definitely drinking. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, I this would year too. has been so hard like they when they tell you when you go into it they're like it's unlike anything you've ever experienced and you're like oh yeah okay and then you do it and you cry like all the time like everything is horrible oh my god it's so like but they say it gets better after 1l so i feel like if i got through this year because like i'm gonna have to wait to get my grades back until probably like midsummer or something like that um to see if I like move on to two well because I didn't you feel will. good. I didn't feel good about like two of my finals uh, this semester, but last year I didn't feel good about any of them, and I was fine. But um, oh, hang on, I got a cough. <clears throat> Sorry, you're fine. I just sniffed really bad, and I realized okay. after I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll have to wait and see. But they say it gets easier, so I'm excited to be done with this year and moving on. <laughs> okay, so I will be the only one telling a story today, but my trusty friend Brittany is going to be listening to my story, so bless her heart, because I'm not I'm a, a good storyteller. <laughs> I'm a listener today. You're a fan of the podcast today, which I is am. totally fine, because I did a really long story, and I'm killing myself over here because I did this story, but whatever. Um, I wonder, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I might have an idea of the story that you're doing maybe not i don't think you do i think you expect me to do one but i haven't or i didn't sorry i had to clear my throat (laughs) you're fine (laughs) but that's horrible i think you expected me to do one and i'm not doing this one and so i'm surprising you by the one (laughs) i'm doing i think i know the one that you expected me to do Was it Ted Bundy? Yes. <laughs> I thought about it. I did. I was like, I was like getting ready and like putting my headphones on and everything. And I was like, you know what? I was like, she just watched that Ted Bundy movie. I mm-hmm. bet she's doing Ted Bundy. And then when you said it's a really long story, because Ted Bundy is such a long story. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's definitely doing Ted Bundy. <laughs> nope. But good. I really okay. didn't think about it, though. I wanted to because I... Actually, I was, like, really impressed by that movie. In the beginning, I wasn't. I was like, this is awful because I see Zac Efron as um, High School Musical and all that. And I just, I don't know. I was I was like, I, I can't see this. Then I started to get into it because then I realized that this is how Ted was. You know, like, he was very personable and he was very charming. And then I realized that, like, it was... It was a really good match for him, I think. At the end, I was very pleased at um, everything that he had done. That's so. what I've... Well, I, I've I've seen a couple mixed reviews. I saw 
one person posted and was like, don't waste your time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to waste my time. Even if oh, it's yeah. bad, I'm going to watch it. But oh, um, yeah. I've heard a lot of what you just said about, uh, like, it's not, it's, it's not like spectacular, like in the beginning, but the end is really good. So, yeah, I, um, I was telling my boyfriend last night, I was like, cause we watched it together. I made him watch it on Friday and he was like, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, I mean, he's not really a true crime fan, you know, he could really honestly probably care less as ever. I talk about it every single day. So, <laughs> um, Except it's I just, my like, entire life. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll like blurt out random facts about something and he's like, yeah, she's like the encyclopedia of murders. And I'm like, mm, I kind of, I don't know why I just do, but, um, so I made him watch it and he didn't really know much about Ted Bundy. He just knew that he was a serial killer and that was it. So halfway through the movie, he's like, he he's guilty right and i was like just keep watching <laughs> because and that's the thing like i told him i was like you know even with me knowing the story of ted bundy it makes you question if he was guilty or not like literally halfway through i was questioning myself and i know the answers like it was they did a really good job of like putting together his side of the story and like um especially with his relationship um i think it's more of like her point of view and so, I mean, he was always trying to convince her that he was, he wasn't guilty. So they did a really good job with that. I was, I was like, wait, did they kill the wrong person? <laughs> like, did somebody else do these murders? Cause it was just, I don't know. It was really strange, but they did a really good job. And I honestly want to watch it again, just to watch it again. So. Well, sure, I'll, I'll have that. to wait. I'll have to wait until executive husband Casey comes home from Minnesota to watch it. Um, if you're in our new Facebook group or like disc- our secret discussion group thing that we have, um, you know, <laughs> executive husband Casey <laughs> was posting in there yes. <laughs> telling me that I could not watch it until he comes home because he, he has was to like, watch it with me. Yeah, he was like, we're going to have a documentary if you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you just said that in a true crime discussion group <laughs> with but everybody okay. who loves true crime in this he podcast. Says, <laughs> there, he says so, like things sometimes, <laughs> and I know like this is how I know like he is just like one of the purest people because he doesn't like know what he's saying sounds horrible. So we were like riding around our town, like looking at houses and stuff because sometimes we do that. And we pretend like we can actually buy a house, and um. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a neighborhood full of like all brick houses and Casey loves brick houses. <laughs> I don't really know why, but he was like, I just love brick houses. They're like such high quality. They're mm-hmm. like, they never look like, like out of date or like out of style or whatever. He was like, you could literally scream inside a, inside a brick house and nobody would hear you. On oh my God. Let him say that like, in the discussion group. Let him say that in the discussion group. I was, be like, like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> what? Oh my but I was gosh. like, I get what he was saying. He was basically saying like, you could throw a rager inside the house and nobody and would, nobody would know because yeah. they wouldn't be able to hear. Like, that's what he was trying to say. It just came out very murdery. Bless it. But, well, um, I mean, he is the executive husband of a podcast, so. I know. But uh, yeah, executive husband Casey is not a murderer. He's a lovely guy. He I know just where to says find him sometimes. if you turn up missing. I know where to find him. 
Yeah. So if you want to be a part of that discussion group, it's um, TCGT uh, discussion group or something like that. I don't uh, know what it is. You made it. Pretty, I made it. I'm pretty sure it's TCGT podcast discussion group. I think that's what it is. is. Yeah. And so um, what you do is it's like a private group. So me and Brittany run it and we can see who wants to be in it or whatever. There's like one question that you have to answer is like, how would you hear about us? But um, other than that, you can say whatever you want in there, like murder related and the people who love true crime are going to talk to you about it. So you don't seem crazy to all the other people who don't like true crime and think that you're just awful for yeah, we also enjoying wanted stories. A, we wanted a place for all of our listeners to go and be able to discuss the stories that like we're telling you guys or if you mm-hmm. had a question about a story maybe we didn't address something or you know whatever. Um you can like ask us in the group. Um I was going to say something. Oh, I made myself so mad. So uh so like we just said Ansley made the group, but then she made me an admin and I got like there had already been a bunch of people in the group before um, my request for an admin had come up because my Facebook is slow or whatever. It doesn't matter. And um, so then a request came up to, for someone to join the group. And I didn't realize that there was a question <laughs> that they had to answer. And so I like, I just like read her name. Like it didn't seem like a, like a weird profile, like, like a rope, like one of the robot profiles. Mm-hmm. or anything uh and um i just like hit accept and then i realized like i read a question but i didn't see the answer so i was like oh i'm already failing at my admin duties oh my goodness <laughs> who let me podcast who let me be the admin of a facebook group i did <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> please stop letting me do things Okay. Yeah. I mean, law law school is getting the best of you. So maybe I should just like make somebody (laughs) else the admin. I'm not really sure. Hey, I am. I'm almost done. And then I can, I can focus on reading Facebook questions. Yes. I only put one in there because I mean, sometimes people, I would get one and nobody would answer. And I was like, uh, you gotta answer to be in this group, girlfriend. I feel like, I feel like we should do like, like more insider insider podcast questions like who's the mascot of this podcast uh jenny jenny the there's mule there's your answer there's your answer if you want to get in <laughs> we're gonna make it a question and i can't think of any more inside jokes right now but <laughs> oh my gosh okay so i'm gonna go ahead and start with my story because it's really long and it's really horrible and you're really oh. gonna like it so which you probably already know what it is Because this week I'm not doing one that many of you don't know. I'm doing one that many of you do know. (laughs) So, this week's story is... I'm really excited to tell you. Mm, I'm nervous. What is it? Dennis Rader, the VTK killer. (gasps) You did not! I did! Because this is why I did it. This is why I did it. Because I love 2020. As you know, if you've listened to previous 
episodes with me. Um, <laughs> Another security just, question. What is Ansley's favorite TV show? 2020. I, know, I, I love 2020. I just love it so much. Um, Hulu is my best friend on that because they're the only ones that show it besides regular TV, which I do not have. But anyways, so a few weeks ago, I watched a 2020 episode with Dennis Rader's daughter. And it was the craziest thing because Dennis Rader is literally... I mean, he went like 30 years without anybody knowing of him killing all these people. Mm-hmm. And he was just like a family going man. Like he was, he, he was involved in church and like Cub Scouts of the Sun. And just, I don't know how somebody can go 30 years without knowing, you know, he just had these two lives that were crazy. So that's why right. I picked a story. It's a good thing so, I'm not doing a story this week because this is a big one. It's so long. It's so I've long. Actually, oh my God. I've actually thought about doing BTK before, but I was like, I mean, you know, I, I'm always pretty pressed for time, like putting the stories together because of studying and stuff and just life in general. And so I try to pick, like, I feel like there's a sweet spot for like length of stories for me. Yeah. Um, when I'm in school and I was like, that one is way too long. Like, I can't do it. Oh, yeah. I picked it. It's funny because I'm like a last minute person. I I hate that I'm this way, but I am. So this morning, I like we hung out with Will's uh, brother and or his two brothers and then um, their significant others. But last night and it was like almost 12 o'clock and I remembered that I still had to write my story. So I was like, I'm going to have to set an alarm for the for Sunday morning to write my story <laughs> like a few hours before I record the podcast. So here I am. And when I started typing it and researching it, I was like, shit, this is so long. <laughs> Why did I do this? But anyways, okay. You got it. So 1945 in Kansas. So Dennis Rader was one of four sons born to his parents, William. I think it's Dorothea. Mm-hmm. It looks like Dorothea Rader. So anyways, I'm going to call her Dorothea. So parents, William and Dorothea Rader. Um, and not much is known about Dennis's childhood, except for he was involved in Boy Scouts and he attended Riverview Elementary. Um, as he got older, a little bit older than elementary school. He had these weird, crazy fantasies about bondage and torture and other things along those lines. And this is awful, but he also used to kill dogs and cats, which if you do that, you are the worst kind of person and you just need to die. Sorry about (laughs) it, but I mean, if you do it for fun, that's freaking ridiculous, but whatever. I mean, if you do it for really any reason, unless the animal is attacking you. That's what I was saying. Or <laughs> like, ridiculous. Or you're trying to get it like out of its misery if it's like sick or dying or whatever. Like, I, oh, yeah, I, can I get understand that. that. Yeah, I get that. But not just for fun. Um, so his teenage years, he was very quiet and introverted, but people um, labeled him as very studious. Mm, so, same, same, same. <laughs> You're quite an introverted. <laughs> Not really. Not I, was really stu- I was talking about the studious part. Okay, yeah, I'll let you have that, but not quite an introverted. Casey used to say of that. Oh, I think so too, but Casey used to tell me all the time that I'm introverted. And I think he said that just because I don't like people. Yeah. And well, I'm like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. So he graduated the, um, of the class of 1963. Um, and I cannot pronounce his high school name, so I'm not even going to say it. 
You're welcome. How's it, how's it spelled? I don't know because you want to know what? I literally wrote it, then wrote over it, then wrote over it again. So I misspelled it three different times. Okay. So I can't <laughs> even make out the letters. <laughs> Anyways, graduated from high school in 1963. That's really all you need to know. Okay, yeah. So in between, from 1963 to 1965, he worked at um, a grocery store, which that's irrelevant, but I just want to let you know that he didn't go to college right away. Which that oh, doesn't okay. matter, but still. So 1965 went to Kansas Wesleyan College, and then from there, he only did two semesters, and then in 1966, he went to the U.S. Air Force. All right. So in 1971, Dennis returns from the U.S. Air Force to Wichita, Kansas, and then in May of 1971, Dennis marries Paula Dietz, and Paula and Dennis had attended the same high school. So, I guess they just rekindled and got married. That's so close so, to Paula Dean. Paula Deets. <laughs> yeah, when that. you said Paula Dee, I was like, <laughs> Paula Dean? <laughs> he married Paula Dean, and they went on to make food forever. Anyway, She made him lots of biscuits with butter. Or, yes. Ahead. Okay. Disregard me. It's okay. You're fine. You're putting in good commentary for not having a story this week. So then the episode is longer than it seems, you know? Thank you so much. I'm working really hard. <laughs> I'm going to give you an award for your commentary. Thank you. Thank you. So January 1974, three years later, he is jobless. And during this time, they talked about... Also, I got this from Murderpedia. I just want to go ahead and source this real quick. Because I that's a great so. idea. Yeah, I failed to do so on all my other ones, so I'm just backtracking and being like, "Hey, Murderpedia, did someone say something?" No, did but I just something? I had a brief moment where, like, I I was thinking, I was like, "Wow, I haven't said my source for anything." Because I was talking to my dad recently, and he was like, "We we were talking about something that came up in the podcast," and he was like, "Are you sourcing your stuff?" And I was like, "Nope." No. Anyways, so here I am. Murderpedia, thank you. God bless. Yeah, we'll that's where I get all money. my stuff too. So don't even don't even like question me. It's for Murderpedia. 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 <laughs> People awful. are out there with signs saying Murderpedia, Murderpedia. Like uh, anyway. Why do I do this? No, I get my stuff from Murderpedia. It's and such now a I'm good done website. Uh, they make my life so much easier. They do, but at the same time, they like, well, it's great that they compile so much information, but it's like, then they compile like all these articles from other like news sources, like at the bottom. And yes. then I'm like, then I think that the story just goes on and on forever. I'm like, holy crap. But yeah. But then really they put good. their p- pictures in there and stuff. And then they have like a timeline and all this kind of stuff. They had one of the BTK and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Cause I'm always weird about like dates and stuff. I don't get them right, but anyways yeah same but that's why so like sometimes when i have like um conflicting information it's because murderpedia said one thing like in their fact pattern that they provided but then they like have an article that says something else oh my god which is what happened like you know like with the eileen warno story i was like i don't know what her last meal was because murderpedia said it was two totally different things yeah. So, yeah. So, so January 1974, he was jobless. And during this time, they Murderpedia talked about how he did this thing called trolling. 
Which, like, he literally would just go and go through neighborhoods or go down roads and, like, pretty much just profile. He called it casing, like casing a family, which I guess he would just, like, learn their schedule and, like, see when they were home, how many people were in the family, you know, did they lock their doors when they left, whatever. So during that time when he was jobless, that's really what he was doing. Mm. His Mm. wife, Paula. Yes. His wife, Paula, worked at the VA hospital in Wichita, and he would drive her to work. And then after he would leave work, um, he would go do his trolling again. So one day he was driving Paula to work, and he noticed a house where Julie Otera, she's 34, and her daughter, Josephine, 11, lived. Um, And throughout the time when he was driving his wife to work, he began to gain the the knowledge of their schedule and when they were home and when they weren't. So, so creepy. So creepy. So on January 15th at 8 o'clock a.m., he snuck into the backyard and cut the phone line to the house. Um, he barged open, barged open the door, and he noticed that Joe Otero, he's 30, 38, and um, that's Julie's husband, and Julie and Josephine and their nine-year-old son, Joey, as well as their dog, were inside the house. Um, it was said that Dennis took, like, all of them to different rooms. And so, first, Dennis strangled Joe with a cord and then strangled Julie with the same the same cord. Well, not the same cord. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> he, strangled, he strangled Julie, okay? Right. And then he strangled Joey, the nine-year-old. Um, and then Josephine, the little girl, he attempted to strangle her, but it didn't work. And so he took her to the basement and in the basement, there were these pipes and he, I mean, he hung her from the pipe and killed her. Um, which also this is horrible, but he, um, masturbated and left semen on one of the pipes near her body. Also, I forgot to say this, which I do a lot, but whatever. Um, when he came into their house and like opened the door, he was telling them that he was a wanted criminal from California and needed money in a car. And that was why he was there. So this was like common with him. This was his story. When he approached somebody, he'd be like, I'm going to tie you up, but I need your car and I need money and I need food. So he took Joe's watch, a small radio, and then stole their car and then drove to Dylan's, which is a grocery store. And threw the keys on top of the grocery store roof, which is like, okay. (laughs) And then good arm, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little crazy. But anyway, so I just don't understand why he did that. Like he could have just left the keys in the car, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so he he actually, so he was crazy. So he walked to his car. So like, okay, he left this, the car in the grocery store parking lot and then walked to his car, which was like a few blocks away from there. So during this walk, he realizes that the knife that he had was missing. So he he drove back to their house, parked his car in their garage, and then got the knife from the yard. Um, so he had no idea that the family actually had three other children that were at school and it was Charlie, who was 15, Daniel, who was 14, and Carmen, who was 13. And when they came home from school, they found their family dead. It's so freaking sad that that was like, like their own kids found them. That's just horrible. Yeah. 
on April or in April 1974, um, he was stalking a woman named Catherine Bright, who was 21. And on April 4th, he broke into her home using the back door and he hid in her bedroom. So Catherine was actually with her brother that day, Kevin, who was 19 years old. And he didn't live there, but he had come to visit her and run some errands. And Dennis was actually in the bedroom hiding. And when he came out, he forced two of them into a bedroom and he tied up Catherine and then attempted to tie up Kevin in another room. But okay, when he would go to these things, he had like a kit, like a, like with ropes and stuff so he could tie them up. And so he hadn't quote unquote brought his best kit with him that day. And so he had to improvise for materials that he found in the house. Um, Kevin actually got out of the tie that Dennis had put on him and actually tried to get the gun away from Raider. So he was successful with getting the gun back. And then right after that, Raider got the gun back from him and shot Kevin in the face and in the head. Oh, yeah. So Dennis actually left the room and went to go kill Catherine because she's just tied up in the other room you know, listening to all this with her brother. Right. And Dennis actually, you know, it's been this thing of like Dennis, like choking them or like strangling them. But this time he moved from strangulation, strangulation to killing them with a knife. So he actually killed Catherine with a knife. Um, Kevin actually manages to get out of the house for help after he's been shot twice. And he runs out and then Dennis notices that, Kevin has escaped from the house. And so he goes and runs down the street and grabs his car and literally just went home and cleaned up before his wife got home from work or before he had to go pick her up. So that's where I'm like, this guy is like doing the most. Like he literally is cleaning up and like acting like he's like this perfect husband and has been at home and like whatever, which is so crazy to think about that. Like somebody can live two lives like that. It honestly just seems like a lot less work to not kill people. I mean, really? So, yeah. <laughs> so Catherine really? died in the- No, I wasn't meaning it like that. I was like, like, really? Like, it really was. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So, Catherine actually died. She was taken to the hospital, but she died. And Kevin survived after a brief stay in the ICU. That's so insane that somebody can get shot twice and, like, survive that. That is like such a strong will to live. So in 1974, Raider got a job with ADT security and would stay there for the next 14 years, installing none other but alarm systems. That's annoying. Because that's just what killers do. He's almost in plain sight, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, it's like when, when there's like a killer cop. And, yes. like, they don't catch him forever because he's a cop. Like, Yeah, because you, that's the last person that you would expect to, like, be killing somebody is, like, somebody who installs security in your home. Yeah. Ugh. And then I'm going to go back to harp on last week's episode because, like, you don't know what anybody's capable of. Anyways, listen True. to the last episode if you want to know more about that. And how to live. Yes. Okay, so in, that was 1974 when he got that ADT security job. And in 1975, him and his wife, Paula, had a son whose name is Brian. Okay, so in 1977, Raider met a lady named Cheryl at a bar and had been stalking her to figure out her schedule. 
And so one day he decided that he was going to kill her and he came to her house, but nobody was home. So he actually saw this little boy down the street and he actually showed him a picture, showed this little boy, the little boy's name is Steve, showed Steve a picture. I'm sorry. The little boy's name is Steve. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I heard you right. Wait, is that bad? No, I just, it's funny because I just like hearing names of children from like a while ago compared to now because now it's like. They're so different. Nobody would name their kids Steve these days. Made up names. Yeah. So when you were like Steve, I was like, wait, Steve is the child. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess every Steve has been a child at one point. Yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. So, um, he saw Steve like down the street and he actually showed Steve a picture of his own family and said, do you know this family? Like, do you know these people? And he was like, no, but he went like, Dennis wasn't in the picture. It was just his wife and kids. And he was like, no, I don't know this family. And so then, um, he followed the boy inside of his home where, uh, two other kids were, were there. And then. Their mom was staying home that day because she was actually really, really sick. So she was sick that day, and her she she came out of the bathroom when she heard that somebody was inside the house. And so he ordered the kids into the bathroom where she was and pulled her out of the bathroom and tied her up. Um, Shirley was then raped and then strangled with the cord, and he actually left semen on her panties next to her body, which seems to be a common occurrence with him. Um. Raider left the scene, but he didn't hurt the kids because the phone inside of her house, because you remember, he's like prone to cut the cord before he enters the house. But because Cheryl wasn't home, he didn't have the opportunity to do that. You know what I mean? Because he was going to kill Cheryl, but then he noticed that she was at home. So he just moved on to the next available family, which right. was disgusting. Mm-hmm. So the phone kept ringing and he thought that like somebody was going to notice that she wasn't answering. And so they were going to come you know, see if she was okay. So he got freaked out about that and left the kids in the bathroom. So on November 1977, Raider broke into the home of Nancy Fox, who was 25 and waited on her to return home from her job. He confronted her in the kitchen and told her that he was going to tie her up and rape her. And then he actually proceeded to tell, to tell Nancy who he was and that he had killed all these other people, which I guess he told her because he knew that he was going to kill her. Right. So what does it matter if she knows? Yeah, what does it matter? But he like he ended up confessing to all of this. Like he this is how like we all have this information because he he told his story. Right. But anyway, so he strangled her but also left semen on her nightgown beside her body. The next morning Raider went to a phone booth and called nine one one and told them, Yes, you will find a homicide at eight forty three South Pershings. Nancy Fox, that is correct, and hung up. So in 1978, a letter was mailed to the local newspaper claiming responsibility for the murders and signed by none other other than BTK, which we now know is Bind, Torture, Kill. Yep. So later that year, and during all of this, while these murders were happening, especially Nancy Fox, his wife was actually pregnant with a girl named Carrie. Not pregnant with a girl named Carrie. His... (laughs) His wife is pregnant with a little girl, and he named, she named her Gary. God, I'm okay. so struggling. And I'm going to have to cut that out because that's awful. <sighs> so 19, that was in 1978. 
1980, Dennis became more involved in his church and also became a Cub Scout leader because his son was in the Cub Scouts. Um, Fast forward to 1985, and during that time from 1980 to 1985, Dennis didn't kill anybody. I guess he was too busy being a family man. Or so we think. Anyways. So he and Paula moved to another house in Wichita. And there they had a widowed neighbor named Maureen Hedge. She's described as like this sweet little old lady that like weighed 100 pounds. Mm. Just like so sweet. And apparently when Paula and Dennis would go walking in their neighborhood, they would always see her and wave to her. And like they became, they actually became friends. So, on April 27, 1985, Dennis attended a Cub Scout camp for the weekend, and he told people that he had a headache and he needed to go into town to get some medicine. So, he actually went to Miss Maureen's house and cut her phone line and pried open her door with a screwdriver. When he got inside the house, he noticed that nobody was there. So, he hid um, and waited for her until she got home. When a car pulled up, um, her and her friend Gerald entered the home, and it's said that he waited there for a while because Gerald didn't leave the house until 1 a.m. Hmm. Um, I don't know what she was doing at 1 a.m. Bingo. Oh, yes. Deaf, deaf late night bingo. I love bingo. I love bingo, too. We should go. Let's do a TCGT bingo meetup. And I play would love TCGT to. Um, bingo. Anyways, okay, so <laughs> we'll schedule that for further notice. Get in on yeah. our discussion group for dates. Anyways, so he waited till she fell asleep and he jumped on her and manually strangled her. Then he dragged her to her own car and loaded her into the trunk where he took her to his church. Red flag. I really and hate put him. her in the basement where he took photos of her body. He then dumped her in a in a ditch in September 1986. There's so many murders. I'm literally just flying through them. <laughs> in September 1986, Dennis strangled a 28-year-old Vicky. I'm I can't say her last name. Vicky W. What girl? What girl? W e g e r l e. What do you think that is? Um. Hmm. What girl? What girl? I don't know. What girl? No, that's worse. I don't know. Sounds good. Raider left in her (laughs) car, and he actually passed her husband, like, leaving her house. So, he went around town disposing of evidence and parked, parked the family's car a few blocks from their house. Fast forward to 1991. Dennis was again away for the weekend at these stupid... Cub Scout camps, which I don't even know why he's going to these stupid things. Oh my God! He wait, should not be but, trusted with children. Wait a second. Yeah, I was about to say. Let's clarify. Cub Scouts are not stupid. Please no. don't add us and say that we think Cub Scouts are stupid. We think no, it's stupid. But, he was allowed to be with other humans. Exactly. I just don't get it. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Which I mean, I guess nobody knew about it, but still, like, that's so stupid. Right. Anyways, yeah. And the fact that he used that to like. Go and do stuff. It's completely awful. Yeah. Yeah. Cub Scouts are not stupid. Anyway. (laughs) We support the Scouts. (laughs) Yes. 
Look, I support Girl Scout cookies for sure. Oh, give me some Thin Mints and I am one happy girl. I'm pretty sure I have three boxes in my freezer right now. I personally am a fan of Tagalongs. I did not get any this year. Girl, if you're a Girl Scout cookie and you want to sell some cookies, please, please give us an email. Send us an email, not give us one. Shoot, shoot me a box. I'll Venmo you. Yes, please. Let us know. Okay, so he's again away at the Cub Scout camp, and he again made up an excuse to leave town. So he drove to 62-year-old Dolores Davis's house where he waited on her to turn off her lights and go to bed, which he was outside of her house, not inside her house, and that is so freaking creepy. I mean, being inside of her house is even creepier, but the fact that somebody's outside of your house waiting for you to turn off the lights gives me chills. Yeah, that's horror movie yeah. type stuff. Have you seen The Strangers? Um, is that the one? It's like, is Tamara home? Or whatever her name is. <laughs> is I that can't remember. It's been a while since I've it's seen like, it, and I swear to never watch it again because it is so freaking scary. It's it's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it's the, is Tamara home one. Okay. It, I maybe I'll do that one at some point. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I just remember, like, I'm pretty sure the cover of the movie is, like, them sitting in chairs or something. You know what I mean? Like, tied up or whatever. I just remember it's the one where it's the movie where you, they look outside the window and there's somebody standing there with a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, because they knock on the door and they say, is Tamara home? Yeah, I don't remember that part, but I just know that I, like, have vowed to myself to never watch that again because it was so realistic. I don't I watch, watch scary like, movies. Yeah, <laughs> I can watch, like, paranormal stuff, and I normally laugh because it's so funny to me. Oh, my God. Like, uh, no, I don't think it's funny. Paranormal activity, <laughs> I I will laugh at because it's just so funny. I'm not faced by that. But real things <laughs> that can really happen freak me out. I don't know what about it is, but whatever. So, anyways, uh, so he drove to 62-year-old Dolores Davis's house, waited on her to turn off her lights and go to bed. Then he took a cement block and hit the glass door. And Dolores actually thought that someone had ran a car into her house. Like, that's how loud it was. And Dennis there was there, again, saying that he was a criminal from California and just needed some money and some food. But he was also going to tie her up. So... He strangled her, and then he actually drew a picture of this scene shortly after he murdered her. Um, so he put her body in the trunk of his car, and then he dropped her off on the side of Interstate 135. So the following night, he left the camp again, because he's still at this camp, and he came back to where he dumped her and took pictures of the body as well. Um, He also had an encounter with a police officer um, at a place where he was changing his clothes, but was actually let go after a few questions. Okay, I I have a question. How are these other scout leaders not like, hey, Dennis, my man, you're kind of the worst scout leader ever. Like, you keep leaving for hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, coming back and then leaving again. I don't know. I guess they just trusted him that much because you have to remember, he was very involved in church. He was very involved. Like, he had two kids. 
And I think they just thought that, like, he had something to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he was required to be there 24-7 with them, you know? I don't know. It just, I don't, because, like, I know, I mean, I know people that, um, like, I know, like, adults that are, like, scout leaders and stuff. And when they, when they do, like, the camping trips, they're, like, away, like, for the weekend, like, with the yeah. scouts. Like, yeah. for the whole and weekend. I, <laughs> and I also wonder how, like, how far this camp was from, like, where he was like, committing this murder. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, if if these murders were, like, you know, three hours away, then I would be very, very concerned as to where he was going and why he wasn't, you know, back. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll... I think I saw a map on Murderpedia. And I'll just put that on our Instagram, too. Okay. Okay, so... Um, 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 okay, so January 2004, which is actually... I mean, I know that was like... Is that over 15 years? That's 15 years ago, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's 15 it? years, yeah. Holy moly. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> Quick. Um, wow, that's crazy. It just feels like yesterday. But anyways... Um, I was about to say, this was actually really recent, but it's not. It's 15 years ago. (laughs) Something's wrong with me today, I swear. I mean, that's technically more recent than a lot of the other stories we tell. I mean, I was alive. You were alive. Yeah. My little brother was alive. So it's kind of recent. I mean, the last 15 years. Anyways, I'm going to quit harping on that. Just shocked at how far 2014 is. I mean, 2004 is (laughs) away from today. Oh, my God. January two thousand toy. No, but I kind of oh. wish I would have. Oh, did you hear it that time? Oh my god, I heard it. Chipper, <laughs> we're trying to record. <laughs> can you like not squeeze the toy, please? And then you can squeeze the heck out of it when we're done. He said, "Okay, mom." It's he's not oh even squeezing god. it; he's throwing it on the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> Hang on, I have to take it from him because he likes that toy. Poor Chipper. Maybe I can replace it with a <laughs> silent toy. Yes. Chip, can I have that? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take this, and then <laughs> then you can have it back. But you have to wait till we're done. Let me start over. January 2004, which was 15 years ago. I'm not going to include that other thing that I just did, and this is a retake. January 2004 <laughs> was the 30th anniversary of the Otero murders, and he uh, there was actually an article about the crime and the BTK killer. So in conjunction with that publication, um. The BCK killer got really mad, a.k.a. Dennis Rader, because he wanted to tell his stories. So on March 17th, he mailed an envelope to the Wichita Eagle, which is the newspaper, from a Bill Thomas Kilman, a.k.a. BCK. It contained three photocopied pictures of his own photos of the dying Vicky were Vicky W. taking in taken in 1960. 19- <laughs> 86, as well as a photocopy of her missing driver's license. So, during this time, from 2004 to 2005... Can you hear this toy? <laughs> it 
It's a new toy. He found another toy that makes more noise. It's a monkey and it literally screams. Oh my god. You you cannot play with toys that make noise right now. Here. I'm going to say that again. All right. On March 17th, he mailed an envelope to the Wichita Eagle, which is the newspaper from a Bill Thomas Kilman. It contained three photocopied pictures of his own photos of the dying Vicky work. We girl were a girl taken in 1986, as well as a photocopy of her missing driver's license. Wow. So at this point, he's just taunting the police in the newspaper. Like, he's like, hey, I killed all these people and you still haven't caught me yet. And like, this is proof that I killed them. It's just, I just don't understand. He, I mean, at this point, he's just wanting to be caught, you know? Yeah. So from 2004 to 2005, he would send packages with code words and puzzles that outlined the murders. And they were always signed by BTK. He sent cereal boxes with btk on it like as in like a serial killer he was trying to be punny what a, and he what didn't a dad right. joke Ugh. so anyways <laughs> the last time he the last time he sent a package to the police it was a computer disc and it was traced back to the church that raider went to so police were pulling camera footage from all of the drop-off locations of where all of these packages were and they always noticed that a white van was present in the um, videos. So police suspected Dennis and obtained a DNA sample from none other than his daughter, which led to his arrest in 2005. So in 2005, he was arrested and he was charged with 10 counts of first degree murder because um, they had linked him from all those DNA samples from the semen that he left behind at the scenes. You know that, like, you're going to get caught. At some point in time, you're going to get caught. Yeah, I but mean, like, leave, like kind of... Traces of your own DNA at the at the scenes, I mean, this is... It's just stupid. Yeah, but, to me, it seemed like he kind of wanted to get caught, like, from the first one, because he started doing that, like, from the very first one. Yeah, and he, did, he didn't even, like, clean up the scene or anything. Yeah. So... I mean, I talked about this in the beginning, but the community was really shocked because he was a huge figure in his church and everybody thought that he was like this perfect family man and he never did anything wrong and he was always like there for his kids and his wife. And like the fact that this is 30 years of doing this and his wife like never suspected anything and his daughter never suspected anything and his son never suspected anything. Nobody did. I don't know. I just don't know how that's even possible. Yeah. He must have been such a really, really good at hiding things. Like, I don't know. I would have wondered where he went all the time. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> that, like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to go on that. So, um, in June of 2005, a part of his plea, he told the court about all of the details of his crimes that he committed over the years. And he said that he has absolutely no remorse for any of the things that he did. Rude. So, yeah. So, because he committed his crimes before 1994, when the death penalty was reinstated, he only got 10 um, life sentences and, and was sent to El Dorado State Prison. And um, his story is actually, well, Stephen King actually wrote a novel about his story called The Good or A Good Marriage. And in 2017, we've talked about this before, but Mindhunter has a portion about him. Do you remember that? I think so, yeah. 
I just remember I didn't really know much about the BTK killer for a while. And so when I watched that, I didn't really know who that was. Because he would always, like, they would do, like, scenes of some, like, it was an ADT security guy in, like, families' homes. And he would just be kind of really creepy. But there was no storyline behind it. Like, you would just see it randomly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I need to rewatch that. Because I feel yeah, like there's a like lot that to I too. I started watching it when I was on um, a plane ride. So, you know, I was not paying full attention. <laughs> and you probably went to sleep. I definitely did go to sleep. So yeah, I think I need to watch it again, too. Yeah. I just... Yeah, he. I just remember him being, like, really creepy in that show. And I was like, who is that? And then now I realize that it was the BTK killer. And they were trying yeah. to put him in there. Um, And then, like I said, his daughter did a 2020 interview. Recently, I think it's, like, within the past two months, she did an interview. And she talked about how, like, her dad, she never suspected her dad. And that her family was actually scared that like the BTK was going to come kill them and oh my was God. right inside of their home. Yeah. I and mean, they never even knew it. Like I think she talked about one time she was like I used to like tell my dad that I was afraid to go to sleep because the BTK killer was going to come kill my family. And like she wow. was talking to BTK, which is her dad. That is so like so insane. I don't know. So that is the story of the BTK killer, Dennis Raider. Great job. Did you enjoy it? Because I know I messed up a shit ton. <laughs> it's okay. It's you probably put... my worst work. No. <laughs> you put the team on your back this week because I didn't have time to do a story. So Yeah, well, I did this in like three hours, so it's okay. Today. I did it today, right before this. <laughs> you did a great been job spending my morning with the btk killer is there anything else we need to talk about before we leave i don't know oh i need to go on vacation you and me both hey nashville's Whoops. coming up oh yeah oh look at that segue <laughs> nashville is coming up pod x will be here before we know it i think we only have three more weeks right three four more weeks um let us look I'm really excited about that. I actually just ordered some more stickers. I ordered like 20 stickers, big decals for your car. It's like four more weeks, like including this week, like this upcoming week. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's all we have. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we're going to do an episode from Podex. I haven't really talked to you about it, but... We'll definitely do a live video on our Instagram and maybe our discussion group. We'll be doing all kinds of things. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll just try to stay on the social media and keep you guys updated on what's going on. Hopefully, some of you guys will be there. Uh, yes, that would, be, that would be super duper cool. We are. Did we ever announce the day and time that we are? I don't think we did. Like on I the don't podcast. think we are. So or we have. I don't think we have. We um. We have the best day of the entire event. We're on Saturday, and we're in the 2 p.m. slot. It's perfect. It's right after lunch. Yes. You can get a drink at lunch. Come over and see us. We'll talk about true crime and some other things. We'll have some stickers with us. Maybe we'll have some more merch with us. We'll see. We shall see. 
Yes. Because, yeah. Um, I, I will definitely have more time on my hands to do things like that this summer. So I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing a meetup in Atlanta. Ooh, that would be so much fun. Like if you're, go grab drinks or something with our fans and people? hundred percent. Um, That would be so much fun. We should go to like PBR and yeah. uh, somebody can ride the bull. <laughs> it won't be me though. <laughs> yeah, it won't be me either. I'm not into those kind of things. Um, but yeah, that would be really fun. So if you are one of our like local listeners and would be interested in that, join the Facebook group and then we can like make an event within the Facebook group. Also, like even if your friends don't like listen to our podcast, but if they still like true crime, throw them in the Facebook group. Like, yeah, y'all are allowed to add people. Let's talk. Let's talk about true crime. Yeah, we let's just, go to some meetups. And we meet just want to talk. Yeah, we just want friends. I just want a lot friend? of things. Right now, I want. I want food. like five hundred so friends. Hungry. That's too many. Not too many. I need like a solid like ten. Like ten. If I could get like ten really good friends, that'd be super duper. Oh my gosh! You know what I was just thinking about? What? I don't know if you have these friends on Insta or like friends on Instagram. How old am I? <laughs> like a million years old. I don't know if you like follow people like this on Instagram, but like, have you noticed that when other people's birthdays roll around, there will be like 50 people who post for their birthday, like yeah. on their stories or like Instagram posts or whatever. Yeah. I get like, a post for my husband, maybe my sister, if she's feeling nice. And then, I don't know, like maybe like two or three other people. And I'm like, how do you get 50 people to like you enough to do that? I know. How does one achieve this status? This is the, sta- this is the only status I'm interested in achieving. See, this is where we want to be. We want to have 50 friends. Is 50, 50 a good number? I think it is. <laughs> Okay, 50 friends who post about us on our birthday, and that's all we want in life. I just... Sound you, good? You know, no, you, want, you know what I want more than anything? I just want someone to post a pic of me and say, celebrating you is easy. I can do that. You want me to do that for you? No, because that's not real. I just told you I wanted that. No, <laughs> I want wait. someone I mean, to you say get that what you want, so... Like, I want someone to, like, actually think celebrating me is easy. Because I, fi- okay. I will find reasons to celebrate. Okay. Okay. I'm that person. But You're I don't one... know. I just noticed that and I was like, ooh, I'm lonely. Are you? Am I not good enough? No, it's not even I'm not saying you're not you're not good enough. I'm saying because you said are you? That was the no. <laughs> no, I'm oh not lonely. God. I'm just so busy that I don't get to see many people or make friends, so but Oh my goodness. Okay, well, this is now turned into enough. No, I didn't. You said that. (laughs) (laughs) But this is all of a sudden turned into a therapy session about my deepest desires. So I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll listen. No, not that I don't care. It's that I'll listen to you. Oh, I was like, I mean, that's fine if you don't care. (laughs) No, I do care. Chipper cares. Chipper does care. He cares a lot about me. If Chip had an Instagram and had those, had 
that capability, he definitely would post and be like, did you just, what did you just post? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I just got a notification on my phone. It says a.e.briggs. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> she posted, celebrating you. <laughs> People are going to be like, what are you celebrating? <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, Chip would... Chip would definitely post our best picture together and say, celebrating you is easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you got what you wanted, Brittany. I hope that you're happy. I just want to be loved. That's all. You just want to be loved. You know what? Next week, I might just make every day a Brittany Appreciation Day and post oh. a picture of you every single no. day. Would that, no. would that, that be that fe- No, that feels like being at a restaurant and someone lies and says that it's your birthday, so they come over and sing and you get free dessert and it feels awful. It doesn't feel good. I think that's what that would feel like. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe I won't. I just want, I just want you to feel special, okay? I do. Okay. Because right. of your Instagram story that you just posted. Yeah, I'm also going to put another one on the site. You got to listen to Wednesday's episode to find out what that post was about. That's really stupid. Brittany went on a rant for no reason. It's only because she didn't have a story. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I did have to fill space with, um, I mean, it basically would have been like I wasn't even here for this episode if I didn't talk so much. So I know I was almost going to text you and be like, you want me to just do an episode by myself? (laughs) I'll just talk to myself the whole entire time. I'll say shit to myself. So I'll just leave you out. Oh my god. No, goodness. I didn't want you to have to do the work all by yourself. So, cuz I can't I seriously cannot imagine like recording an episode but like just you. Like you would just be sitting there talking to yourself. Okay, listen, I, I don't, need to tell you something. I don't know how people do that. Are you kicking me off the podcast? I'm not kicking you off the podcast, but I need to tell you something. Oh, what? I'm nervous. So, I was going to ask you, and I'll just ask you on the podcast for everybody to listen to. Oh, I'm nervous. What do you say? So, then they know your real reaction. Oh, God. Well, I hope it's good. It's going to be good. I was thinking, since we've talked about our Patreon, okay? We've talked about Uh, our Patreon. Okay. But we haven't done anything with our Patreon, and we need to. So, I was thinking that I would cover a cold case this summer. Okay. And you could be on it, but only our <laughs> Oh, patron- I'm invited. <laughs> You're invited, but it was a spinoff of a cold case. A spinoff, a spinoff of a cold case? A spinoff of TCGT, but it's one cold case over like five or six different episodes. What cold case is it? I haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. But I was going to ask your permission. Well, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's our podcast. Okay, well. Yeah, if you want to do a cold case over the summer, that'd be cool. You think? We'll yes. see what our listeners think. We'll get some feedback. But yeah, I let was us, thinking, let us maybe, I could, maybe I could do a little research into a cold case. Oh, no, we need to do something with the Patreon because we haven't done anything. Well, we're going to have Mimi's moment. That's We're announcing it right now. This summer, yeah. I'm getting Mimi's some stories moments. from Mimi, and Mimi's going to have a Mimi's moment on our Patreon. Yeah, because Mimi is, Mimi's too good for, for us to just be putting on the air just for free. Can't do yep. that. So she's got to be on the Patreon. So this summer, 
Cold case, maybe. We'll talk about it. We'll see. And then Mimi's moment. We normally have these conversations not on air. But I like it on air. I like the real reaction. And I get a recorded statement in case you need to retract your statement. Oh, What's okay. What's on me? I was about to say, what is that about? <laughs> I mean, you know all. You should know this. Okay, can we get them talking? Because we literally just chatted for like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm. well, hey, this is what the people pay for. Just kidding. Nobody pays us anything. <laughs> nobody pays us anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Okay. It's been real. It's been fun. And we will see you next week. Follow us. Wait. Follow us on TCGT Podcast on Twitter, right? TCGT Podcast? Uh, yes. TCGT Podcast on Twitter and follow yep. us on Instagram at True Crime Girl Time Podcast. Join that discussion group. I want to talk murder with you. Last week we had Forensic Friday and Monday is Meme Monday. So I'm really excited about that. You know, I love Ooh. the memes. I know you do. Um, if you can't find that group, shoot either one of us a message. If you follow one of us or the um, TCGT uh, Instagram account. If you follow any of that, shoot us a message and we can try to send you a link to it so you can get to it. Because I've, I've like searched several Facebook groups before and like have not been able to find them. And I don't know why. Hmm. But, that's weird. Uh, yeah. So I, it's like I said at the beginning, my Facebook is not the best. <laughs> but yeah. Social media so, skills. Yeah. It's user error. It's not. It's not the app. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So, and then, um, if you, if you love us, leave us a review. If you like us, leave a rating. If, if you, you don't, don't like us, then boy, leave bye. us alone. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I like you. That. Can we say that from now on? Yeah. If you love us, leave a review. If you like us, leave a rating. If you don't like us, leave us alone. Yeah. Okay. I just came up with that on the spot. Oh, that was really good. I'm right, amazed that I even have any creativity left in my brain after all the studying. Well, this episode has been real fun. It I has. enjoyed talking murder with you. Same. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week on episode 13. Lucky Ooh. number 13. Oh, God. Something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. All right. We need to stop <laughs> talking. We need to go. I need to go. Yeah, me too. I really should all shower. Right. All right. Bye, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a hot mess. Yeah, it was, but it's okay. Okay.